Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to another special episode of IndiePod. Of course, this is our bi monthly yeah because we do it every other yep. month uh so each month going of course live for our patrons first at the one dollar tier or higher hell you yeah do is give us a dollar you get a you get to at least watch these early to participate you do have to be at the three dollar tier or higher but to watch right. these a month early than everybody else gets to all you got to do give us a dollar this is our book club episode for cyber shadow of course our first book club was about spirit fair which i'm gonna be honest nobody liked we barely talked about that fucking game we <laughs> well i okay so i felt so bad i was like i'm just shitting all over this game but i just yeah. it's not for us but this is it's... great because now we have one that's for me and one that's not for you at all still <laughs> see i okay yeah we'll talk about it so of course this is about cyber shadow uh, if naturally we have like our book clubs and then we have a special episode and then another book club last month we talked about our personal top 10 lists of games which I'd highly recommend everybody check out because we did it in a weird ass fucking way like I we both found our different ways about goofing around the question which is just fantastic you gotta love it yeah. we're so good at it I love that even when we're getting paid to do something, we still find a way to not answer the question. It's all about loopholes, baby. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm such a big fan of poop holes. So Loophole, this poop hole episode day. is about Cyber Shadow by, I believe it is Mechanical Head Studios or uh, Arain Mechaskull Hunziker, I believe the, that's the uh, developer on Steam. But I believe the actual studio, like the full studio name for the developer, is Mechanical Head Studios. Uh -huh. This came out in, I believe, uh, 2021, January 26, 2021, to, I would say, rave reviews. People are liking this game. People yeah. really like it. It's It's got very positive reviews on Steam, and it's got quite a few of them. Of course, this is tangentially related with yacht club games them being the publisher of the game not the not the developer but the publisher of the game because this is their first foray into publishing outside of their you know shovel knight series yeah. uh, now that they're working on other stuff so big josh boy what we like to do in these ones obviously you know but like i'd, I'd like I? to tell everybody I don't know what else we're doing. 
that we are going to talk about our thoughts on the episode, and then we are going to include some of the thoughts of our $3 tier patrons and higher. Specifically, we've got Zach Durham and Philip Renshaw from the Wombat Emperor of Australia, because Ooh, I forgot almost, what I was going to say. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Where, are you, where are you going with that? That's not right. I was, see, I'm, I get so close to saying from Canada, from Canada? every time. Yeah, yeah just because I messed up that one time, and like in my head, I'm like, where are you from? But I'm so excited to hear his silky smooth voice again, dude. This is the shit I look forward to. Every other month, like, I go in a deep depression. So it's just like, here's a high and then a massive valley. Just deep depression the next month because I don't get to hear it. And then, boom, back up to the high, to the peaks of my life with that amazing Philip Renshaw voice. So, Big Josh Boy, we naturally have to get through this. I didn't beat the game. I'm so bad at video games. Uh, it's, okay, like it's okay. another game that I so just, let's I'm let's like, nah. let's let's take a, a a quick pause on that, right? How far did you get? Do you remember the level that you ended? Okay, on? so we were talking about this before we started recording, looking up a list of the bosses. Yes. there are 17 bosses in this game. Big Josh boy, how many did you get through? Just first, I gotta ask, how many so, did you get through? So I beat the entire game. Um, okay. I probably missed one of the bosses along the way because there were multiple routes There's some to take. There's optional ones? Yeah. Um, okay. And I didn't uh, go through all of them. There was one, I think it was around level seven was the one I skipped, either six or seven. Um, but everything that I took from my path, you know, I had to obviously beat the bosses until the final boss and go through uh, the last three, so to speak. So I'm going to say I beat everything. And if I didn't, I would have beaten it if I had taken the other way, but... I kind of, once I had finished the game from a, a end perspective, I was like, I'm good. Yeah. And from a boss perspective, you probably beat anywhere between, I would say like, f- uh, I don't know how many different branching paths there were. So I would say upwards of like 14 to 16 bosses, maybe. Yeah. Like yeah. saying that maybe you missed like one upwards of like four, I guess, or three, I guess. I don't really know because of the branching passes. How many do you think that I beat? Out of the 17. How many, how far do you think, at least boss wise, in this game, do you think I got? I think you got to the scrambler. You think I got to it? Did you beat it though? No, I didn't. No, <laughs> come on. I beat Laser Brain. Okay, so I okay. got through. I beat, uh, so the bosses are Smasher. I. Apparator, I guess. Laser Brain. And then the next one up would be the Scrambler. I got to Laser Brain. I vividly remember fighting this boss. But I do not actually even think I got to the Scrambler. Because here's the deal. Right after you beat Laser Brain, there's that stupid fucking elevator. (laughs) Where you just have to sit there on the elevator. Well, not even things attack you. You just have to avoid lasers. And like it gradually breaks these cocoon-like uh orbs that then release these the little flies that come and attack you so between that and the lasers and just the standard enemies that pop up died every time there was one time where i got all the way to the end of it died again i was like fuck it nope not gonna play this game oh my Uh, goodness it's so it's so early on (laughs) (laughs) but i mean here's the thing okay so i I recently on my streams, I've been playing Souls-like games, but specifically I did beat Dark Souls 2, depending on how you ask. If you ask Darf, I didn't beat Dark Souls 2 because I didn't beat the Skull of First Sin. But the base game is all I wanted to beat, and I beat it. 
Okay. So you're might a pro gamer. Now, yeah, you can might beat, have, now you can beat Cyber Shadow. You're ready. Might have cheesed a boss or two, but uh, I beat the game. Like, yeah. I, I gradually beat the game. But here's the thing. When it comes to Cyber Shadow, I think it's a good game and I think it's a fun game, but it is not a game that I enjoy enough to where I would want to subject myself to this bullshit. Like, I, I tried this elevator probably upwards of, like, 40 times. And I was just like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm just, I don't want to play this game anymore. It pissed me off. The only time I didn't enjoy it was there was halfway through the game, there was a point where I was playing, but I had I was kind of drunk. And I remember <laughs> playing it and being like, this is so hard. Like, what is this bullshit? But I was, I was drunk, so it's probably the reason why. Because, like, later in the levels, like, there was a point where I remember there was, like, there was a definite curve in difficulty um, around this one section where you had to do a lot of dashing through a bunch of like different lasers and, and uh, like platforms that would fall. But for the most part, I think that difficulty wise around the end, it kind of tapered off. Like once I got really? past that part, it seemed pretty much good until the, the final bosses. And that's really just because it was one of those. And I hate when uh it's usually like similar in a lot of capcom uh games do this where they're like here's the final boss and it's five of them and you don't get a checkpoint <laughs> and so you just have to deal with it and get good that's kind of fucked up okay do you like uh, this is one of the things i enjoyed about the game is it's kind of memory of you having done certain things Dude, so, so good. <laughs> like the when you go through and this is the only example that i really have because i once again did not get that far in the game but when you go through and you turn on the laser so that it starts boring through all of yep. this different material this like trash and stuff that's stacked up when you turn on that laser and then you die and come back, the laser's still going, still so you don't have to do it again. I think that's awesome, but I want to ask you, when it comes to the bosses, it does a, it obviously does a similar thing, but with that last boss, with the three, if you kill one and then die, is that one dead or you just got to do all three you gotta or whatever? Yeah, you got to do it all. So every, no. every single area, when you beat a boss... They will be gone, except for those three. Now, that's fucked up. I thought it was so. I, I've said this before uh, in our actual episodes, but it really saved my ass in a lot of moments. And at first, when I saw it, I was like, "That's dumb," because it's too easy. Then, but then I fought the Mecha Dragon, and the Mecha Dragon was super annoying because I hate anything where the platforms fall. Like, no matter what game it is, if you're fighting a boss and the difficulty ramp is because the ground beneath you is just gone randomly i cannot stand it in games <laughs> and so this is literally you have to avoid the dragon you have to slash these little guys from the air that fall into the the water because you're just entirely above water because it's a dragon that's in water and when they fall they create these basically like little life rafts that are under you and you get to jump on them, but eventually they sink. So you have to keep doing that while you're fighting this dragon who is popping up and, and trying to hit you and shooting lasers at you. And it's a lot to manage and I hated it. And I finally beat him after a couple of tries. And I was like, I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm done. And so I, I jumped over to this one little area and right at the end, there is like a save, but there's like a little thing on top of the save and I was like, whatever. And I just jumped towards it and it immediately blew me up. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was so mad because I hadn't saved. And then I, I went back into the area and it was gone. So I was like, oh, all right. I like that saving thing because I <laughs> did not want to have to fight him again. 
But with the, the final three bosses, that is not the case. You have to get good and learn how to not take damage in between any of the bosses so that you can actually make it through. That's fucked up. I mean, yeah. granted, like you and I were playing Cuphead for a while on stream and it was a very similar thing where like each stage you had to get through. So I guess it's something that I got, I should get used to in a sense if I ever want to beat that game, which I don't think will ever be possible for me, especially because if you watch those streams, I ain't beat anything. I ain't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's, yeah, I, I, I'm honestly glad that I decided not to play anymore because that would have pissed me off. Oh that would have been a little bit too much. I, yeah. But I'm glad that you actually beat the game. That was something with Spearfare. Neither of us beat the game and none of our patrons actually got that far into the game. Yeah, it was a it was a weird episode. I think it was a good episode, but it was a weird one to talk about. But no, I I, I beat this game. And I, like one of the things I like about book clubs or, or in this case, you know, being on a podcast is it sometimes pushes me to be accountable because there was a moment when I played this and I found out the bosses came back and I was like, <sighs> And I, I hate when games do this. I'm like, bitch, I beat you. Why You're am like, I fighting you I again? <laughs> yeah. And so I was, yeah, that's, I was like, maybe I could just not. And I was like, no, I got to do it. I got to beat it. Gonna, nobody Because there's no way Vaughn's going to beat it. Yeah. Like, I beat it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And so I kept trying. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm learning the patterns. I'm getting better. I'm like, okay, I did the first boss without taking damage. And then I go and I'm like, okay, I know how to do the second boss without taking damage. And you keep going and you just... You just get good eventually. Um, yeah, it's it's just learning patterns, I right, guess. I yeah. mean, I've done it sometimes. Can't say I'm good at a lot of it, but I've done it at times. I think, so Cyber Shadow, some things that I really, really loved about the game obviously was that like kind of concurrent timeline that went through each one of your deaths. I think that's awesome. I'm yep. really glad that that happens because the games that it like mimics are old games that typically like without the fucking save, uh, what is it like the save slots or something like that on the yeah. like SNES and NES classic there you just have to play it you just have yeah. to play the game and hope that you beat it and if you die you start over again and this is very reminiscent of that so i'm glad that the uh, i'm glad that mechanical head studios decided not to go full bore into how close they wanted this to be yeah. to like a clone of ninja gaiden but man this game is so to quote the amazing Jacob McCourt from Left Behind Game Club, which everyone should watch or listen to because I don't think they have video episodes, but you can listen so. to it. This game hard. Like, yeah. this game is so fucking hard. And I've gotten, I'm I'm not very far in the game, but it's, it's so no difficult idea. to the point where, like, yeah, I have literally no idea. I saw that one video that Phil sent us of him just shooting through the level way back when it was like a month ago and then died like at the end of it right next to his save point. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so glad that I don't want to play this game anymore. Like it's, it looks so fun. But the second a game brings up like that kind of that value proposition where I'm just like, okay, my, my enjoyment, yeah, is not yeah. high enough to actually sink enough time into this game to get good at it. So I'm yeah. like, mm, I can, I'm just not gonna do it. I can see that because honestly, like I played this and I wanted to get through it and I, I did enjoy it. But like, if you're looking at the types of games that I normally gravitate to, this probably isn't it. And it was kind of yeah. why when I saw that there were like alternate paths, I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I think, <laughs> I, I think that I, nah. 
it's just how it is right like i think i played to the full extent of like what i need to get out of my experience of the game also because it's on game pass helps a ton because i don't feel invested in actually buying it but like two it just i got to a point where i was like okay i I experienced what i need to it was a challenging and, and you know fun ride while it lasted but like this is not so i loved um uh what is it called the messenger and it and very similar right but there i don't know why but like the messenger like really stuck with me and i loved it and i was like this is my you know my game of the year kind of a thing back when it came out uh but uh, cyber shadow like i thought i was gonna get that feeling but i really didn't i was just like yeah it was good it was good you know what's kind of weird about the comparison between the two is that there is like a fundamental gameplay like game design aspect that the messenger decides early on that it wants to dedicate itself to which is constantly building up momentum yeah and you're just like shooting through levels as fast as humanly possible and i came into cyber shadow assuming having seen like gameplay and i think so this late is... level gameplay of people who's actually good at the game that's the i thought thing. it was going to be similar and then while going through, I was like, nope, this is very like old school platformer where everything is like super deliberate and it's yeah. not fast at all. They and what's funny, too, is if you can stick with the game, it gets there. Like, yeah, once they give you that dash, it it unlocks a, a whole different way to play. And it, it honestly felt a lot more like that, that fast pace that, you know, I you're able to dash through people and you could constantly keep reusing that by killing an enemy and getting more SP and reusing it and going through. And like, I did enjoy those sections uh, as chaotic as they might've been. Um, but it still, it still felt different. And I think it is very much to the same way that you said it, it was like, it's a level design thing and it's just the way this was kind of structured versus how the messenger was. Um, for me, I enjoyed it, but I, I don't think that it's going to be one where, you know, later down years from now, if someone was like, what was your favorite year? Uh, or favorite year. (laughs) It's definitely not 2020. What was your favorite game? Uh, from that year? Like, I don't know that this will be on my list. I think it's like a, a good contender. Um, but like a solid kind of eight out of 10 for me. Okay. All right. There were some other things that I did enjoy. Um, a lot of games like this don't necessarily like incentivize exploration. They're pretty much just like you explore to get collectibles and shit like that. It's like, okay, Eh, uh, this game's hard enough to the point where I wouldn't want to do that. But the little that I played of the game, having tried to like explore and then I ended up finding like different power ups or like uh, increased my health. I was like, okay, it is nice to have an actual incentive to exploration in this game because like otherwise I think I would have just shot through it. Just felt nothing for it. Yeah. I I enjoyed it because it it had like a Metroidvania esque feel to it, but it was much more linear with like Metroidvania hiddens and secrets kind of like sprinkled in. Right. Like it still had that. You kind of knew where the way to go was, but then there was like, Oh, there's a random area over here. Like, what is that? And then it was just like a loop around or something in a random area. So like you never fully knew which way you were supposed to go, but like there wasn't a crazy amount where in Metroidvania is you're like, where the fuck am I? Kind of a feeling. So like I did enjoy that there was that that emphasis on, you know, if you want to dig deeper, there's there's things to uncover. 
Yeah. How did you feel about, I mean, you're typically not like a hardcore story guy, but how did you feel about the story of the game? Considering I didn't get very far, but it takes place in this world that's been decimated by essentially like either some sort of like evildoer or like a corporation that also ended up wiping out your ninja clan that are pseudo cyborgs that you then being essentially a full like android-esque robot are reborn years later and try to seek out your like your like ninja family and you then use their essence to gain new powers which is kind of weird because uh, like the few that i saved i was like you did like they were all just dead like immediately and i was like i don't know i'm trying to save here i don't know why you keep saying save because they did bro like that one i popped out of the pod that dude like went all fucking chose the wrong grail shit and just evaporated like i don't know what just happened here so big josh Ray, how do you feel about the overall story of the game i did not care <laughs> I, it's like so i don't mean to be mean about it um because maybe it'll stick with others but like for me i going into it i really didn't have much interest and i don't know that i i just didn't care too much about like the ninja aesthetic to it or the fact that they were like making it this mechanical world like built into it it felt like it felt too gritty and dark for what it was in some regards and i i didn't really know what it was trying to go for and it was a little bit convoluted and it was one of those things where i just i stuck more to the mechanics and like the feeling of the game and the story was kind of sprinkled in and i just i it never pulled me and i i was just like whatever man just i'm killing things and then i'll eventually kill the big thing and we'll be done like that's basically like how i did it and it's probably why it's it's more eight out of ten for me is because i just didn't care about the story i didn't really care about why i was doing it i was just like i'm having fun killing some things and jumping around being mr ninja yeah i mean granted i feel like that's also kind of like uh the development team somewhat being hampered by their their want to actually make a game in that old school style because many like old school games typically i mean there were some that people were heavily invested in the story for but there are others that this game is much more based on similar to like platforming games so like super mario and ninja gaiden where you I don't know a single person who can tell me they honestly enjoy the stories of those games because they don't matter. It's gameplay that matters in in these kinds of games. So in in this, as far as I've gotten, I felt like in a dark world, you kind of need like a humanizing element to actually give a shit about. And just saying you've got to try to save your ninja family really didn't get me where I was like, I mean, I've never met them. You're not exactly giving me flashbacks other than a fucking catastrophe. So I don't know. Like, that's... I, I don't know why I should give a shit about them kind of a yeah. deal. It's it's very similar to, like, my issues with, like, Unto the End. Was the entire aspect of that game was wanting to get home to your family. And I was like, I've seen them once. And <laughs> that kid just gave me a fucking hug. I don't even know if that's my kid. Like, how am I supposed to give a shit about them? He yeah. says, that's it. And... It kind of just bothered me. So I I almost feel like this game is like it's not actually meant for you to give a shit about the story, even <laughs> though the only like 25% of the actual lore was put into this right. game as we read in a, in a news story not too long ago. I'm sure, yeah, I don't know if that's, like I, I feel like that's a little bit of, of a ne- negative spin to it. 
Um, I'm sure there's people who love the story, but like, oh yeah, it just did not capture me, kind of a thing. Um, and maybe, maybe that's because that 75% wasn't in there, right? Maybe it's because it was a condensed version and it did feel kind of like rushed in, in some regards, like, don't get me wrong. Like I enjoyed the gameplay and I think that's what I was there for. And like, that's totally fine. But maybe if that 75% or 25 more of that 75% of the story that was taken out, maybe if it was put back in and put it in a different context, like maybe I would have been like, man, the best part about this was just getting to the next story bit. Who knows? Yeah, I guess I should say that <clears throat> I to say that in a better way, it's not necessarily that maybe this is built to where like you aren't supposed to give a shit about the story. It's just that gameplay is the first aspect that it's they over, think about it, it overpowers, when building this game. It overpowers yeah. the interest of there needing to be a story, right? Like when I think yeah. of a lot of these older games, you kind of mentioned it. Like it's not to say there wasn't a story there and people st still really loved it. But like I think back to my childhood of playing these type of games and I was like, I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. I just played it because the mechanics were fun, right? Like I was, yeah. I was a dumb little kid. I was like, I'm not gonna read this and understand. Like I remember specifically, I hated RPG games because there was too much like reading and like not enough jumping and killing things. I was just like, this is dumb. Like, cause that's. I mean, just... me being a story guy, I still do that sometimes. Like playing Final Fantasy 14, I'm like, shut the fuck up. I mean, sometimes you, you can talk overdo too much. It. Yeah, <laughs> but like. <laughs> It, it it very much went back to like that nostalgia feeling of like, I, I do love the fact that they, they took, took something that was very much rooted in these nostalgic vibes and the same mechanics that I grew up with and then twisted it to be a bit more accessible. Maybe not for you, but for me. Um, not even, not even close <laughs> for me. Yeah, but like nothing is accessible for me unless it's got a baby ass baby mode or yeah. somebody who can carry me through the game. What's up, big Josh? Bye. Maybe that would nah, be a co-op. I'm not playing mode. Isaac with you. What the? You're such a. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Play Isaac with me, you uh, chump. So I I do want to ask you out of the like roughly 14 to 16 bosses, however many you did beat. What was your favorite and least favorite? So was the like the Mecha Dragon? Mecha your Dragon least was favorite the least boss? favorite. Least okay. favorite. Because honestly, was your favorite boss? I think the Mecha Dragon took me more times than the final boss did. <laughs> I hate like I've, I had to find three people in a row, and it still didn't and take was, me as much time. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely better. Um, I think my favorite, just going through some of these, um, I really did like the the variety because it wasn't just a Mega Man-esque, just like some boss that was just jumping around a platform. Like sometimes you fought those weird like robot things. Sometimes you would fight these giant tanks. There's one where you get into a mech suit and you're just like blowing shit up. It's like super cool. It's not hard. Oh, is at that all. this dropship one? Yeah, it's not, it's cool. not hard at all. Like it was so easy because that, that suit was just so overpowered. But like, it was really cool being like, oh, I'm this giant destructible thing. It's so different. And like, um, I had a lot of fun with, with those parts, but I think probably the the best one from a design or just like how much fun I had. Hmm. I wanna say, uh, honestly, I really enjoyed the vessel defense system, which very much felt like you fighting a giant computer. Um, I thought it was just such a different idea of you fighting this like wireframe computer, just like, didn't make as much sense, but was still a good way. I like the story of it, of that they had like 
put you on lockdown and had stolen uh, the person that you had saved at that point. You were like, whoa, what the fuck? And like, it just, it, it, it fit. It was good. Okay. All right. Any last aspects you want to talk about Cyber Shadow before we hop in to our patrons thoughts on the game? Hmm. I don't think so. Oh, um, I don't know that any of the patrons did uh, for the two that, that wrote in. I don't think they beat it. But yeah, it's very much seems like you're the only one of our group of people to actually beat the game. And Which, what's it? What's actually really funny about it is Will. Will he told me on one of my streams, I believe, or just in the IndiePod Discord, which I would recommend everybody join. You just go to our pin tweet over on Twitter at IndiePod. Our pin tweet. You could join the Discord. But uh, he either wrote it on Discord or one of my streams where he said that cyber shadow is so hard he has yet to beat it and he beat ninja gaiden twice see since. i don't that doesn't make sense <laughs> to me man ninja gaiden is definitely harder i i'm so apparently conf- it's not <laughs> hmm, i don't know about that but i'm assuming you wanted to talk about your death count death count yeah man i wanted to see like that was my whole at the end you get this like this is how many times you died and i was like oh that's cool because like i wasn't you know trying to specifically be as careful as i could i was just trying to excuse me, just trying to get through. But I, one of my favorite parts about this when I had beaten it was I was like, oh, I get to see how bad or good I am in comparison to our audience. But I don't think we get to do that. I can guarantee you I've died so many I w- times. I wish so I could see... Count, yeah, I wish I could see how many times you died, specifically. Just in the small just, portion yeah, I played? Yeah, just to where you got. I hit 171 deaths before I beat it. Oh, damn. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I wish I could look. I would uh, probably be up there. That'd be so <laughs> funny if I had like 180 and I was three bosses in. You're like, what? You got a long way to go, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So let's listen to our patrons' thoughts. We're going to begin with Zach Durham's thoughts on Cyber Shadow. And then, of course, end off with Philip Renshaw, the one better of Australia, his thoughts on Cyber Shadow. So I think it's safe to say I enjoyed this game a bit more than I enjoyed Spirit Fair. Uh, this is just actually my style of game. I love action platformers, especially the non-Metroidvania ones. Like, I can get down on a Metroidvania every now and then, but I love this style. Less Metroidvania elements. Like, I don't want to backtrack. I don't want to get lost. Just give me shit to kill and shit to jump over. Like, that's what I came here for. And Cyber Shadow delivers on that. Uh, it feels a lot like, you know, the obvious inspiration is Ninja Gaiden, but it just feels like the old... Nintendo hard brutal platformers OG Castlevania stuff like that uh, but it's super precise and pretty fair I don't think I ever really died and felt like it was the game's fault and I never missed an attack and felt like oh I hit that guy you know the, the game's cheating I never felt like that it's fair uh, and the boss fights are my, by far my favorite part of the game excluding Mecha Dragon because fuck Mecha Dragon but I made that one worse for myself because I had been dying a whole bunch on the section before Mecha Dragon, and this music kept repeating and starting over and then repeating, and then I got annoyed and I muted it and put on my own music, and then I beat that section and got to Mecha Dragon, and I spent like half an hour fighting him just being like, how am I supposed to tell him? I don't understand it. I, I don't know what his next attack's gonna be, and then I didn't realize that two of his attack patterns are telegraphed by certain sound effects, so when I finally turned the sound again, sound on again, I felt like an idiot and 
maybe Mecha Dragon isn't that overpowered. I, I just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth because of that. But that brings me to my only real complaint about this game, and it's a game where they expect you to die a handful of times. You know, you're expected to retry these sections a few times before you make it through. And every time you die, it stops the music and it starts it over from the beginning. And that's old school, you know, that's how the old ones played, that's what happened, but it's still annoying. It's really grating after a certain point. It's like, that's why I ended up muting it, because I was just like, I like the music in this game, but when it repeats the beginning of it 10 times in a row, I stopped liking the music from this game and I muted it. So I'd have preferred like a handful of tracks that they could switch through between, you know? And I get that's a lot more work, but it would have made it a little less monotonous. Uh, but other than that, I really don't have any complaints about this game. I really enjoyed it. It's solid. It, I love the art, the gritty, like, 8-bit-looking art style. I loved it. Uh, I would recommend it. Just wish there was a little more variety on the in-game music, but what are you going to do? That's a small complaint. Ooh, and one thing I want to remember. The arrows on the checkpoints are just lovely. I love that. Taking a week or two off from this game and coming in and being like, I don't know which way to go. And the checkpoint's just like, left, dude. Just go left, and you're good. It's like, I wish that was implemented in more games where it's applicable. But uh, yeah, Cyber Shadow, uh, solid. Thumbs up. Solid thumbs up. You know, what's funny about this is... Um... I didn't notice like half of the things that Zach is talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't I I don't think I played enough to actually notice like I didn't know about the checkpoint thing and I I definitely didn't know I didn't notice that the music started over every time you died, but granted, I beat 3 bosses versus upwards of uh I mean, Mecha Dragon was 7. So, yeah. guaranteed did you probably played a lot more than I did. I am I What am did glad. you not notice? I am well. I didn't notice the the attack pattern thing with Mecha Dragon. For me, it was just it always cycled back and forth, back and forth. So that's how I got it. I didn't understand the visual or not visual, but audio. Oh, cue. so you're saying Zach's stupid? Yeah. No, dumb. I'm saying I'm stupid. You big dumb boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> he couldn't figure it out without the music. I get it. He dumb. Like it's I fine. Don't know. It's fine. I don't know. Your words, not mine. <laughs> um, I didn't really notice. I guess I mean I would have if I was playing it now, but like I don't remember the music starting stopping starting stopping um but i don't know i didn't even know that was a thing in old games i'm gonna be honest like i guess i don't play enough old games to actually notice but that mm. is kind of a weird like that that is kind of a weird like audio design element that I your mean, music would start over again i feel like that's probably, probably something with a, memory yeah i was gonna say it's probably a limitation of the hardware but yeah. weird yeah i don't know okay i'm that's so odd. glad that Zach also had such trouble with uh, Mecha Dragon, though, because, like I said... Yeah, I love that your face lit up when he I, said that that one was a piece of shit. Because he was, like, ah. dude! He was so... <laughs> I hated it, because when I was... So, I streamed up until a little bit after Mecha Dragon uh, for this mm. game, and then I think that was, like, the last time I streamed, uh, which means it's been a while. But I, <laughs> I streamed all the way through that, and every other boss I was, like, either first trying or it would take me just, like, one or two to get it. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, I understand. But Mecha Dragon was the first one where I was like, the fuck, man? This stupid thing is just killing me. So I get it. I get it. Not you fun. get it? Okay. All right. All right. So now we've got Philip Renshaw, the Wombat Emperor of Australia's thoughts on cyber shadow so let's jump into that ah dustin vaughn 
You see, retro platformers are your thing. I was born with them, molded by them. I didn't see 3D gaming until I was a man. Sorry for the extremely bad Bane impression there. And besides, it's actually not quite true. I got the Nintendo 64 when I was 13. But you know, I do consider myself somewhat blessed to have lived through most of video game history. I remember being quite melancholy about the early 2000s when I came to the conclusion that the Game Boy Advance was likely going to be the last system made that would cater to a gamer like me. Not that I have anything against 3D games, but I've always preferred my games in the second dimension. And far from the dystopian future that I imagined back in 2004, there are so many great games that cater to my tastes in 2021. Unfortunately, Cyber Shadow really doesn't nail it for me. Don't get me wrong, it is a very competent game in all areas that really matter. The gameplay is fast and fluid, the music has some killer tracks, the sound effects are spot on, and yet, it just did not grab me. I got to level 5, so I'm thinking of about halfway through, and I do plan on getting back to it, but a couple of months should be ample time to beat a game like this, and the fact that I didn't speaks volumes. I've been thinking about why, and I think it's because you start off with no moves available to you other than the jump and attack. And while some genres thrive with that kind of setup, think of your Metroidvanias for example, I don't think that this style of game does. Give me a full suite of ninja moves from the beginning, or at the very least a double jump and a wall jump, which would lead to much more interesting level design overall. I also couldn't really follow the story. Something about something, cyber something going on, bleh, I don't know. I just know that every time I got to, to a cutscene it dragged on and on. A word to the developers, unless you can really nail the story in a 2D platformer and have it integrate into the gameplay, think of something like Celeste. Just keep it simple. A story in a 2D platformer should be like a story in a porn movie. All I need to know is that stepsister somehow got her head stuck in the washing machine and needs stepbrother to help her out. I don't need to know how their parents met or what they were going through and how they bonded over a bad time together. I don't need any of that. Just get to the set up the premise and let the gameplay do the talking. So, is this game a wash? Certainly not. And I'm happy it's available on Game Pass, so I could have at least dabbled in it. But in 2021, the world is full of retro platformers, and this one really does nothing to separate itself from the crowd. Now remember, kids, eat your veggies and stay in school. Peace out. I love that retro 2D platformers are now akin to stepsister porn. porn. Like yeah. stepbrother porn. <laughs> That is an interesting comparison, but he's not wrong. Um, it's a great, yeah, it's a it's, great comparison. It's a good comparison. Um, man, I had a couple of points, but that that porn analogy really <laughs> just thrown me for a loop. Uh, <laughs> trying to think, it was back. a good one. It was. Honestly, I I think Phil has has a very good point. Like keeping it simple. When I mean. Granted, I don't think any developer necessarily makes their game and is like, I'm not going to nail my own story, but yeah. I, I guess I kind of like shit on it a bit too. But I do. I mean, we we talked about it, right? Like both, yeah. you're the story guy, right? So this should have hit with you. It's definitely not going to with me because for the most part, it's 
pretty hard just because I look at them and I'm just like, eh, well, if it really, if it strikes me right away, then I'll get into it. If not, then I won't. But like with this, it was the same thing. They would just talk about something and I was like, okay, cyber shadow ninja cyber something, whatever. And there you go. Yeah. That's the story. Wasn't that exciting? Honestly, I totally get it. I, I get it. And also something that Phil talked about was the suite of ninja moves. I think that would be really cool if yeah. it like the gameplay was a little bit more varied early on. I think pretty much like if you could have gotten, like you said, possibly a double jump or a dash earlier on in the game instead of getting a shuriken ability as your first one. I think it would have probably increased my enjoyment of the game because I'm not just, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of only having the jump slash kind of deal. Yeah. So no, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. Cause that was one of my, my things about this. And we, we talked about, you know, the fact that you, if you could stick with the game, you eventually get to that more fast paced combat, the, the dashing. And like, I feel, I feel like the dash is so pivotal in this game. Like I didn't feel really like you were, playing what you expected from the game until you got that until you were able to dash through enemies and like granted i also thought the dash was kind of annoying because i had to change the way i played to actually use the d-pad rather than the analog stick because like yeah especially if it's implemented so far into the game yeah like you, you've learned how to play the game so different up until then yeah so i had to change entirely to to switching the the d-pad because like there was no way to you you basically had to like really quickly like double tap to actually start dashing. And even with that going to the D-pad, it still wasn't always that consistent. So like, it just, it didn't really feel 100% either, but like they needed to do that early on. I, I definitely agree with that just because like, I understand the idea of wanting progression in the game, but like it made it so much slower because of that. And the level design, they do get more extensive, right? Like otherwise you're just kind of, you're going from one side of a, a building, you go up, you go to the next side of the building, you go up, like whatever it is. In the next area, you then have these like winding corridors and you have these just areas that have no platforms at all because you have to dash uh, consistently from enemy to enemy, like pushing you to, to get better at it. And like, I get progression is a thing. I get that they want to teach you, but like it's a pretty far time that you have to go before you really get that power up yeah that's typically why in so many games like dashes or double jumps kind of a deal are, are so early on right. in the game there are a few that they aren't but they're also not so integral to the gameplay yeah to actually feel like really really good um i think of like hollow knight for example you don't actually get the like the the moth cape or that you don't actually get the ability to dash or to do like a double jump for mm -hmm. a long time in that but the gameplay itself feels smooth enough um and the pogo feels good enough as like an addition to that it feels good enough to uh, to make it where like each enemy encounter actually feels a little bit better yeah. or at least feels varied versus just the standard jump strike is kind of boring. I'm going to be 100% honest. Yeah. I mean, you have to fight enemies in different ways, but your only recourse with this game is mostly just the jump stab for early on. And that's just me. Like, I didn't get very far, so I don't really know. But seems we have a consensus that cyber shadow is at the very least a goo game but hard game so there you go any last thoughts that you would like to get off about cyber shadow 
Whew, going from porn and then asking me if I'd like to get off. Yeah. yeah Good transition. Pretty much. I mean, it's pretty fantastic. It's completely unintentional, but I feel good about it inside. A mastermind. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I think we pretty much covered it. I like, you know, it was a it was a really good game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be one that I I particularly go back to. Um, but I do you really... think you'll remember it during our indie game of the year conversation? <sighs> That's a good question. I think I still and I mean, would. granted, this is really, it came out early in the year. Yeah. So typically, so, we don't remember these games. So that's that's a good point, is like, it, it really is dependent on what else comes out. Because in a year of nothingness, I would say, yeah, definitely. But like, if there's 10 other bangers that come out between now and the end of the year, which is pretty darn likely, then I don't know where it'll be on my list. But we'll see. You're like, bruh, Loop Hero came out this year and the Binding of Isaac Repentance DLC. I mean, those those year. two on, bruh. those two are above it. Like <laughs> But that's just they're my style, right? Like Cyber Shadow is definitely a game I enjoy, but it's not when I think of the game's genres that are like, this is what I need to pick up. Cyber Shadow is like kind of adjacent to my genres. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think Cyber Shadow would the very little that I played, I think it was fun just in my opinion, not fun enough for me to actually oh uh, put goodness. enough time into it to learn I'm how so, to play this fucking game. I'm so upset Dude. we don't have more death counts. <laughs> Cuz I don't think anyone beat it. <laughs> You're the only one who did. <laughs> maybe, I mean, Phil said he's going to go back to it. And maybe when I don't he, think he eventually will. beats I don't it, think he he'll will. give you his death count. But I don't think he will. Because yeah, if, I mean, if you talk shit about it for a second, if you no, because if you dropped off, like, and this isn't talking talking shit about Phil, like, if you drop off from a game and you're like, I'll probably get back to it. There's a good chance you are not getting back to it because there's a reason why you dropped off, right? Like, yeah, there's games come out every day. There's all these good things to play. People have things to do in their lives that aren't games. Like the the difficulty of going back to a game that you once put down is like so much harder than picking up something that's new and the hot new topic to talk about yeah yeah absolutely so this has been our game club or i guess like book club game club whatever episode of uh indie pod for cyber shadow thanks everyone so much for listening and for those who participated you're amazing all of our patrons are amazing and be sure uh if you would like to get these one month in advance you can give us a dollar to get it a month in advance and three bucks to be included like Mr. Phil and Zach were. You can do that on any of the game clubs, and you also get to vote on our special topics for the other months, since these are bi-monthly. Please make sure to check out our Spirit Fair episodes, our standard episodes, our developer interviews, and our top 10 games. But that is it for this episode. Thanks everyone so much for listening. And uh we'll probably I mean from you from the time you listen to this, we'll probably talk to you next week. I don't know. Maybe. We'll be around. We'll, we'll be in touch, as they say. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. We'll make an appointment.